Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Thank you very much for joining. My name is Scott and I'm joined by Shane up here. Ahoy hoy. And Philip up here. Evening. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a regular, then welcome back. Lovely to see you. Take a seat because today we are going to be talking about Nameless from Image Comics, written by Grant Morrison, penciled by Chris Burnham, coloured by Nathan Fairbairn, and letters by Simon Boland as well. So that is Nameless. I know what you guys think, and um, um, I'm, I'm trying to put this off as uh, as long as I can. Um, so, let's see who's in first before I give you all the synopsis. Liam's here. Heidi Ho, just made it. Dominic, he's here on time. What the hell? Thank you very much. Happy New Year's to you too as well. Connie's here. Right, let me get this. Every time. She only, does she only do this when I host it? I swear. <laughs> you need to- like think of your like, your inner Irish, you know, just get get my, it out, get the Belfast out of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How goes it? That's no, pretty okay. good yeah. actually. Oh, okay. Need, uh, the the old is last longer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next time I'll do it. Amy's here. She's speaking some Welsh. She says, "Bloy the new with that paub," which means "Happy New Year, everyone." Uh, and. <laughs> Dominic is saying the names you have all selected makes me immediately sceptical of this book. Uh, for everyone listening on the podcast, uh, Shane has named himself Aimless, uh, Phil has named himself Joyless, and I have named myself Shirtless. Uh, Jack is in. Hey, how's everyone doing? Thank you very much for joining, mate. We're doing well. Hope you are too. Martin's here. Thank you for joining. Hope you're doing all right. And the Triple G is here. All right. Thank you for joining. Lovely to see you all. So, today... As I've already said, we are talking about Nameless. And I will give you all a little synopsis if uh, some of you haven't read it. So, um, I'm just going to read it off the back of the book because I got it here. So, an astronomer kills his family, then himself, leaving a cryptic warning. A veiled lady hunts her victims through human nightmares, and a cult hustler known only as Nameless is recruited by a consortium of billionaire futurists for a desperate mission. And the malevolent asteroid Zibalba spins closer on a collision course with Earth, but nothing is what it seems. A terrifying, inhuman experiment is about to begin. And that's what Nameless is about. Now, no, you all not. know that we, you all, <laughs> you, you all know that we have a little WhatsApp group, and um, it seems that I was the only one that might have enjoyed this book. Um, Glenn's here as well. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Lovely to see you. Usually we don't talk about the books on the WhatsApp group. <laughs> no, we we like leave it for the show. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Just give it on the show. But I think today, like me and Shane, we had we had to talk about it because um, it, it was just it was um, this was something. This is something, and I don't have words yeah, to describe. Right. Yeah, something. Really yeah. Good. This is a comic book that exists. <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> okay, so 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 let's just stop beating around the bush, Shane. Uh, tell us your initial thoughts as well and uh evils comics is hey as well thank you for joining okay shane take it away let's let's hear it when i finished reading my first thought was what was the point of that like there was nothing there was no start middle or end to this book there was just something happened and then something else happened and then it ended and there was no conclusion there was no fulfillment the character didn't succeed in anything like nothing progressed throughout the entire book nothing happened it was a nothing story it was really weird six issues and one of them didn't really really didn't need to happen issue five which was just this backtrack that then tried to trick you and then you jumped into episode six or issue six and then it went back to the original story it was just it was a mess it was an absolute mess 
Um, so I read this book last night, the first three issues last night, the next three today, and it's really played in my mind all day. What was the point? Because I don't know what's real anymore. I, I couldn't tell you what parts of this book were real and not real. Like it was just very confusing. Um, and also I have to say, like the first note I had written on my notepad for for the show was page one WTF. Like that, the first page of that sets the that's like the the precedent for mm. for what's going to happen in this book. It was pretty uh, pretty horrific. Should I describe page one? Then he hasn't read it. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, unless we'll put a trigger warning up just in case. Um, there is a lot of graphic material in in this book if you haven't read it, and a lot of uh, a lot of language, foul language, and a lot of very dark and odd themes as well. So yeah, consider yourself warned. Um, yeah, go on, Phil. Be quicker, buddy. Just, I mean, where do you start? Um... I really don't know what happened in this book. On, on page one? Oh, don't I describe page one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically, page one starts with the death of um, uh, two children, um, a mother and the father who hung himself. He made his children and wife drink bleach and to the point yep. where the three bodies are lying against the wall with like, like bleach burn marks around their mouths. And these are young children. I don't know, maybe you know, toddlers, five, six years of age. And then he's hung himself with barbed wire. <laughs> Yeah, this is page it, one, folks. Page one. It def- it definitely sets a tone, and it's definitely not a book for the faint-hearted. Um, definitely not, and it is it is gruesome. But if you can look past that, if that kind of stuff doesn't phase you, then I just thought this was an absolute ride. I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, it was just like fast-paced. It was um, just. Some bits I found it exciting. There was really some really like puzzly bits. I like to think and I like to understand why these things are going on in the book. And I think one thing that really did it for me and probably the biggest reason for my enjoyment in this book is the fact that uh, Grant Morrison had used so much real life material um, to to get you know to create this story. Um, he was heavily influenced by was it H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah, he's very much. Um, I've re- I watched an interview a few years ago. Um, of Morrison, he he loves his chaos magic and his yeah the occult and H.P. Lovecraft and I can never say the word Cthulhu. Cthulhu is it? Cthulhu, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, there. yeah. and uh, he loves all that, and that's that's his thing. Obviously, it's very prevalent um, in this book throughout. Um, and I I'm you know talking about page one there like, i was still fine with it it was gruesome and i was fine with it and the first three issues were grand in terms of actually i was quite enjoying the space stuff with the horror element sci-fi yeah. horror essentially yeah. i liked all that but the dream sequences or the visions or whatever they were like i just didn't understand half of what was going on most of the time and then i started getting confused like, what is the real life and what's the visions or the dreams or what's like what's happening yeah and then issue four, um, this is the one I missed the group, the group about today. There was an image there that um, just shocked me, like really shocked me to the point I lost motivation to read on. I did read on because I had, had to, but I wanted to stop. Was it the last point. page of issue three? No, it was the one where the the asteroids coming down hit Earth. So all the humans just do what they want. They're killing yeah, everybody. That's the last page of issue three. Is it? I, I thought, yeah, I, thought yeah. it was, I thought it was issue four. But yeah, it was just... I, it was bad. Yeah. All right. Um, Beth's in. Hello, thank you for joining. Perpetual Comics is in. Evening, Happy New Year to you too. And uh, so Lee is coming in as well because I remember it started off quite inceptiony. Issue three was pretty much just Prometheus, Prometheus condensed into a single issue. And overall, I think we get a glimpse uh, into Morrison's psyche. I did get um, Prometheus vibes here and there. Yeah. Uh, My second note was Chris, well. Chris Nolan movie question mark. It was reminding me often like <laughs> Inception. What was the other one he done? The Chris Nolan movie with in space. Interstellar. Interstellar. I was yeah. kind of getting that kind of best, vibes best as well. Film in the world. It's fantastic. Yeah. I feel like it's it's um, it's trying to be a lot smarter than it is because it's like oh, 
anything that doesn't make sense oh that's just a dream sequence oh that's just because he's going a bit crazy you know like when you're reading it you feel dumb because things seem out of order and out of place and it's like it's their excuses yeah mm. it's just going to be end up being a dream sequence but yeah but all it, it, it kind of gets cleared be... up the dream stuff kind of gets cleared up because is it on the it was the fifth issue when it when he was talking with the veiled woman sophia um and and you see the dream machine uh the thing that's in the middle you know the big lamp looking thing and and then it was it you noticed that all of the you know the 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 oval shaped panels you know what i mean those kind of odd shaped panels they were the same shapes as the shapes in the dream machine so you can then you you can then go back and then you you can tell what was a dream and what was real and what wasn't real and yeah it was it was that kind of thing for me it was just, you know once once you when you read stuff that's confusing and then later on it gets cleared up and then you it, and then when everything clicks and it all makes sense that's something i really enjoy in films and tv and yeah. books and everything and yeah so when i when you learn that uh i was i was it just went up a couple points for me just because of that i usually like that as well but again in the fifth issue they once like this kind of everything was revealed and they were discussing you know <clears throat> like his purpose as such it still continued on with the space mission, you know, with the other survivor from the yeah. moon base. And, like, so I, this is why I'm so confused. Like, is, did the space mission happen? You know, was that, you yeah. know, but then how did he survive? Because he was, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand. How did he survive? I think he I, died at the end. Well, she shoots him at the end, but how does she shoot him? Are they in the dream realm? Because he's up on the space station, knocking the meteor into the moon. So if he's up there, how was he down there when she comes walking out and watches the moon explode? Well, what? he he doesn't he doesn't explode the moon. He just tells the other spaceship yeah, driver to yeah. yeah. But he's still in space. But she she kills he's him on, on the asteroid. Earth. Yeah, that but she kills him on Earth at the end. That's a thing too, because even that like <laughs> they're in that room where he kill everybody. But he had met Doctor, what was his name, Darius, whatever, of the corporation. Yeah. Obviously, killed him with a hammer, really graphically with a hammer. Yeah. And so, like, was this? Did this happen before? I, I, I just I got lost, and I think that's one of my big issues. That I, I got very lost in the story. Um, yeah. I mean, wasn't there time for him to get back to Earth before the asteroid? hit the moon no so it was still, still quite a fair way away wasn't it he was on the asteroid yeah so he, he didn't he couldn't get off he was yeah, on he, it when it hit the moon he was in the tomb or whatever wasn't he getting all this kind of yeah. stuff put into him like something he was fighting off sophia on the on the meteor she was in the spacesuit he's fighting her off but then she's also the veiled lady who shoots him in the head back on earth and it's like it, it wasn't clear. And what is the end game here? You destroy the moon, destroy the planet. Uh was that the end game? Why knock the meteor off course in the first place if that's what you wanted to do? What is the end game? <laughs> Just not kill Earth, isn't it? But it would but it would. You've destroyed the moon. Like that's Earth done now. <laughs> you didn't think about that, obviously. Then maybe that was that was a, a mistake on Grant Morrison's part. Uh Connie has said, I feel like this book would have made a lot more sense as a live action. Like it just didn't work on paper or something. In my opinion, it was hard to follow. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as I enjoyed it, obviously it's clear now that there are bits that I didn't understand, and maybe just you know maybe we've all interpreted it a little bit different because you know <laughs> it's all it's all open. It is open to that because it's so mental and it's there's so much so many different storylines going on that it is hard to figure out and decide which one is real and what is what is not and yet with all those storylines going on no characters get any growth or any time to get flushed out you don't find out anything about anyone i mean the biggest shock moment is when you find out sophia is darius's daughter and it's like well no one really cares yeah. it's not a big reveal is it and so, by the end you don't even get a name he doesn't even give you a name like he's not even called like Steve or he's Trevor nameless. or Keith, like Doesn't where's he? Name. Like, nameless is have... a name. Remember, so <laughs> yeah, nameless, nameless is, is his name. name. 
Um, I still wanted to know what his name was before. Can, can someone clear something up for me then? So, my confusion, because I don't know what happened and what didn't happen. Okay. So, with the space mission, they had that, uh, what was his name, uh, Commander Sergeant Sturrock or something. He was one of the first ones to die like, outside or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then he was in the room that nameless. Yeah, that was a flashback, wasn't it? So that's the main. What one's a flashback? He died so in both. Yeah, did he kill everyone in the room, and then the space mission didn't happen, or did he kill everyone on the? Did the space mission happen, and everyone died that way? And what he was thinking of was just a dream in that room. What was real? Maybe he was all a bit real. Because, <laughs> you know, there's the whole thing of God and being taken over and controlled. and It's like, it's like the DC continuity. Everything's happened. May, maybe Wouldn't it's it the two so universes because they talk about universe A and B and maybe... Yeah, but universe that. B was like from hundreds of thousands of years ago with the big I war with all the monsters. Know. This would have made so much more sense had that last issue just been in that room, you know... It was all happening in there. The space stuff was all just in his head. That's what was causing him to kill everyone because he thought they were possessed. You know, you could have cleaned it up at the end, but he just decided to keep it all just murky and messy. He could have cleaned this up, and I would have been quite happy with yeah. a solution, with a resolution to the story. He just went crazy, you know, killed everyone. In his mind, he's on this earth-saving yeah. mission. You know, so he thinks he's doing the right thing. Well, so I would have been like, yeah. I'm just looking through the book now, and so you've got this is the last issue. So that's where the, that's where the astro goes into the moon, isn't it? Um, but it's in these panels that are in the shapes of the the slots in the dream machine. So was that a dream? <laughs> Who knows? Um, uh, so Blue Sonic he says uh, when I felt like I got a grip on what was happening, it didn't take long for me to lose it again. Uh, was a very confusing story and a few people in the comments just saying um, they're happy they've skipped this book as well uh, yeah I mean like I found it confusing as well but reading it on my own and not speaking about it to anyone it, it lets me have my own opinions and my own uh, thoughts on what ha really happened and what didn't happen and I think I'm happy with that uh, See, I, I need somebody to tell me. <laughs> I'm that confused. <laughs> I need somebody to explain this to me. I want somebody to write a 3,000 word thesis on this book and send it to me so I can read to understand what happened. Knowing our luck, it'll be Grant Morrison that sends it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is the thing too. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Connie is saying uh, that she thought the space mission didn't happen. She read it as like he had just lost the plot after the room uh, and made the whole space thing up. Maybe she needs to reread it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I had thought originally. I was like, right, okay, because was, was all that a dream? Because how can he be in space and in that room with the veiled lady at the same time? Um, so one of them had to not be real. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with... Um, uh, with uh, sorry, sorry, just reading Chris' comment. Uh, I, I think I have to... I think I have to go with the fact that Space Mission was... A dream because of that little panel I just showed you there with the fact that the panel of the asteroid going into the moon was in the dream machine slot. But with Plus, that, the problem I have with that is if that was a dream, the problem is we see other characters doing things and you can't do that in someone else's dream. It can't cut away from them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it has to always be from his perspective. Yeah, like, whenever they're on the shuttle heading towards the asteroid, the moon base is still there, and they're still coming, like, the, they're getting under under attack by the person who's mm. killed. Yeah. Oh, see, it's the, that's just, I don't know. I just want a little bit of consistency, that's all. I don't have to have much. I really like dream sequences and drug trips and stuff like that in TV and movies and comics, so I really enjoy the weirdness but yeah, it does yeah. need to have some consistency and it does need to be coherent. Right. And this yeah. just wasn't. Yeah, okay. Well, let's take a break and just, just all, <laughs> let be a bit less confused and let's look at our pages. Uh, Phil, we'll start with you. So show us your page. I just picked one of the more tamer, is that the right word, tame <laughs> pages because there was, a, there was a lot of um, madness throughout this book. But I thought this was pretty cool. So at this point, the, the shuttle had crashed into like a rock or something. 
Um, and he's obviously fallen under the asteroid. But obviously you can see the asteroid still spinning and obviously the momentum, like he can't just land on the ground. He's obviously like, you know, uh, he, he's like falling a different direction. The asteroid's moving, if you know what I mean. So that's yeah. like, I get all the, like, the impact and the kind of, you know, you can see like other rocks hitting the rock and stuff like that there and the way it's drawn with the kind of the heavy lines. It just looks like there's a lot of motion involved in this. And I was just thinking if this was a movie, it'd be quite dramatic, I suppose, like his fall from the shuttle onto the asteroid. Um, I was thinking Armageddon at this point, if you remember Armageddon, shuttle crashing into the asteroid. That's kind of what I was thinking a wee bit. Um, yeah, I just thought it looked really cool. And I, I wrote this down. I don't know if it makes any sense, but I wrote texture. And I don't know if that, you know, I'm not an artist. I don't know what that, really, what that means. But I just find, like, throughout the whole book, they kept, like, there's a lot of lines, a lot of line work to kind of add something. And I just call, I just call it texture because I thought it looked quite good, looked quite cool. And mm-hmm. uh, it added to the darkness, I suppose, of the book too. But with the art as well, Scott, now you're a fan of Lock and Key. Did you get uh, Lock and Key vibes from the art as well? A little bit, Yeah. Yeah, the faces uh, were very similar to Lock the and The faces, yeah, I did, yeah, I did catch on to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, uh, Shane, we'll go with you next. Yeah, so um, I love love Lovecraft stuff. Is great. I really enjoy his monsters and stuff, and I thought that was quite a good design. Um, and it is one again, one of the more tamer pages. I mean. The, the vision is the like the image is clearly meant to be something else but we won't mention that <laughs> but it is a cleaner image in the book <laughs> i think you uh vetoed my other page idea scott i just don't think you would have done well for for youtube to be honest <laughs> i really like the colors as well yeah yeah i think very pretty yeah and pretty, the, yeah. yeah and his face like the blue and pink on his face is great that's why i have blue and pink in the room tonight yeah. <laughs> Cool, yeah, nice. And then uh, this is my page then. It, it comes straight after Shane's page. This is when he's really, like, being taken over, isn't he, by by that god spirit that was behind him. Uh, and it's just... I just love the detail oh. in it. Yeah, you know, it's quite graphic. And But this again... Uh, pulling the nails out, yeah. yeah. It's a bit... You know, it's still tamer than some of the other splash pages that we've had in the book as well. But um, I just thought it was quite cool. It reminded me... Uh, I like. I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know if it was like data or if they were like visions. You know what I mean? It was just there's just a lot of stuff going on, and it's really cool. Uh, it's just a very busy page and a lot the, of detail in there. The image there that and there was a full page of it with the Sophia's brain with the worms coming out of oh. the brain. I was thinking that there's a phobia. Is it? Is it? Uh, it's called. Is it tripophobia or something? Where people have like a phobia of the like fear of holes fear of holes yeah and like if you if you have that don't read this book because you see her brain and it's like it's just all holes and like, the worms coming out it's horrible it's really horrible it's not nice yeah, yeah this just... this book really has a has a vengeance for holes doesn't it really that's <laughs> a hole wow she you said it that's a hole <laughs> um so yeah so those were our three pages but we also did have another page sent in uh, it is from Connie from uh, I can't quite remember her username is quite long. Oh, just Connie Dalton, but on Instagram she's like sunshine stars and moons and <laughs> sunshine <laughs> lollipops like, and yeah. rainbows. But anyway, here's her page. This is the page that she's chosen. This That's is cool. uh, the very first page of issue three, and it's so cool. Uh, you know, they're just flying over this asteroid, but then you have that kind of subtle thing of a a skull there right in the middle is the spaceship supposed to be the nose is, is that <laughs> yeah am i seeing that right yeah it's very cool yeah. so yeah thank you very much connie for sending that in um for anyone who does have um you know if you have read a book that we've chosen and you do want to send something in then just uh tag us on instagram as well with you know hashtags you know nerdhood best page nerdhood favorite page kind of thing and uh yeah and then we'll go ahead we'll pick one or two and then we'll showcase it on the show so yeah can I ask a question about some of the art? It's not like the art; it's more like why was these, why were these things included? Every so often, there'd be like a background image of like frogs. Yes, like these random frogs, and then in one of the pages, it might, might be the one you picked, Scott. There's a, there's another one. It's actually it's actually the one that might get you banned from YouTube, and it's the <laughs> one with the blue background. Like yeah. there's cl- there's clowns and stuff. 
like clown faces in the background. Yeah. So like, have you got? Like, I can't compare the relevance of it. I, did, I don't know. Did you read this in trade or did you read this in single issues? Uh, it was the trade. trade. So did you see this at the back, the Nightworks stuff? No. <laughs> see, this is what really cleared a lot of stuff up, and and I know you might say, well, if if they had to do these pages to clear up stuff, then you know, why didn't they just clear it up in the book? But this, this I is like... I would say that, 100% I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely aimed at you. Um, but yeah, but this this has got five pages of just so much text and stuff and telling you where Grant Morrison had drawn stuff from, like what kind of mythologies, what kind of literature he'd read and what kind of, you know, I know he, you said he likes his own like magic stuff as well, you know, where he's got all this information from and how he's like kind of changed it and twisted it and... Uh, reading this did clear a lot of stuff up for me, uh, and it does mention the frogs. Um, I don't, I don't just want to sit here and read through it again just to find it, but it does mention the frogs. Um, but it does say I can read it. I can read this to you quickly. What this book was inspired by? Do you, do you want to know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, inspired by Mayan and Polynesian mythology, twenty-first century nihilist and pessimist philosophy, and the post-Crowley Typhonian schools of magic. Uh, yeah, and that's it. That's it. You can you just pick one of those, inspired by one of those, and have like <laughs> five or six different, like, you know. That's why it's a mess. He's just too many cooks. It's just too many things in their pot, isn't it? It just it makes your Hulk word smash like really easy, you know. <laughs> Usually, two names aren't smashing. He's like six ideologies and smash them together. <sighs> can I just say though, like the like I mentioned before, the space stuff I actually really like. So in the first yeah. issue. It started off with a really weird dream sequence as well, and a lot of kind of stuff. Getting the trolley. Yeah, getting the trolley, and it's all, it all seemed very incoherent and stuff. I didn't really know what was happening. And then once we got past that, like, here's the mission, here's the moon, here's the asteroid coming, you know, this is the missions that we want to do, and it all seemed really sound. Still a bit wacky, but you know, I thought this yeah. is the, the path they were going. And then issue four just lost me completely. Again, it up. It just didn't clear anything up. It's like, it's like a blue sonic said earlier on. Like when you think you've got it, you don't. You just you just you lose it again. I, yeah. I lost it again. I just go could regain it. Yeah, yeah. They just totally take rip the carpet from underneath you. Um, yeah, I mean, the story is just it is just insane. Ahoy, hoy podcast listeners. Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewer's pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd. But yeah, like you said, it does kind of make sense in the first half, and you can kind of follow it along, and you're like, right, okay, this is what they're doing. They've got to stop the asteroid... There are a few quirky bits, and you go, okay, why is that? What's that? But yeah, as soon as you get to issue four, you just like, is it? Are you question? Are you questioning the book because you don't understand, or are you questioning it because that's how they want you to be? That's why you know that's how it's been written. Uh, oh, I don't. I think it's a bit of both. To be fair, like I mean, I think some of the kind of uh, grotesque stuff as well. Um, I, I can get the message he's trying to show of what he's trying to mean, but maybe just oversteps the mark. Like, do you want to hit your trigger warning? And I'll, I'll describe this page. So, trigger warning. Anyone watching? This is some pretty dark themes here we're going to discuss. So, there was an image. I'm gonna say it. I don't care. Of whenever the asteroids head, heading towards Earth and humanity are losing their shit, there's an image of a man being pinned down by two people and raped by a policeman on top of a police car. Like, what is that there for? Like, I understand he's trying to portray the idea that humanity's it's 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 the, it's the cause, it's the cancer, it's going to destroy itself. I get that, but like, just do that by like a random murder. Don't be like, you but know, then, like I think, yeah, like I'm. Um... But murders have already happened before the asteroid, so I'm. I feel like it's trying. I'm not trying to justify this at all, but I feel like they've gone a, that bit further over the line just to show how mental humanity can go when they know 
they're about to die and you know they're not going to get arrested they're not going to get punished for what they do and they are just going to go go for it you know I just do yeah, but you can want. leave some things up to the reader's imagination of course you know you don't have to show everything like um another scene where he's cha- he's like his body is cut up and it's just yeah. his torso and his head and he has things being inserted into him in places and he has certain parts of him chopped off it's like these these images are they're there just to shock you they think they're yeah. going to shock you but the problem is anyone who picks this book up is going to be an adult these things aren't going to shock yeah. you i mean like you know would you think any of that looking at that title no uh, looking at the cover and even the synopsis, it sounds really good. Like the, like the premise, yeah, yeah, what you're yeah. describing, sounded really good. But what we got was nothing that was promised, um, yeah. I don't think. And, uh, I mean, I've read some Grant Morrison. And I've read some Grant Morrison. And I thought to myself, like, we, we all read Klaus. And I find myself sometimes not just getting lost in his stories, but it's just sounding really weird. But like, losing control. Like, I'm not in control of my reading, if that makes sense. It's not, not like a good way where I'm engrossed in the story. Mm. But I just lost control of this book. I have no idea what's happening. I have no idea what I'm reading. Should I go back and read this part, whatever? I just lost control of the book. And I'm at the point, I've been here before, I am Grant morrison out. I don't want to read Grant Morrison again for another while. Yeah, because we had don't be picking. We've had, and to be fair, the two books for Klaus, book two and book three, were quite wild and wacky too, just not grotesque. They're a bit strange yeah. at times. And I you accept that. But I think I don't want to pick a Grant Morrison book, so please don't be picking Grant no, Morrison yeah. for another at least another year. <laughs> no, year. So next season, okay. Unless it's okay. his Batman and Robin run. Yeah, but then there's DC stuff, I think Chris mentioned there that you know he has more strict editing teams and stuff that will won't allow, you know, those kind of scenes to occur in their books. Yeah. 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 Um, based on what we've been saying, Andy says that this sounds like his kind of book, to be fair. And he might sit down with a wee bottle of Buckfast and a, a multi pack of Space Raiders and read this. So, a lot of people have said, ah, I'll pass on this based on what we've said, but it's cool that, you know, Andy sounds uh, slightly up for it as well. So, you know, it's that's good, isn't it? Uh, Chris as well, he's saying he thinks it's quite telling that Morrison's best work has come from publishers that have strict editing teams, so DC and Vertigo, Marvel, uh, he thinks that an editor always adds to his work being uh, tempered down. It's like Makes we sense. discussed with Klaus, do you remember the, the, the one with the pudding on fire and the big forks? Yeah. And we <laughs> so were discussing funny. this, like, you know, what what's what's the memo that's handed over? From Grant Morrison to, the, yeah. to Dan Morris, it's the same thing with this. What's what memo has the artists got for this book? I want you to draw this, and it's going to be you know the guy with things inside him, things cut off, and whatever else. Just draw it and be as grotesque, as grotesque as you can. Like, what's the memo? And surely, as an artist, you're thinking, what the. F- you're thinking i went to art school yeah. you want me to draw this <laughs> but like is this is this an artist who enjoys to draw this kind of stuff or is used to drawing this kind of stuff because personally if i was asked to draw this stuff and obviously in some of the some of the pages there's quite a lot of detail and they're quite grotesque i feel like i wouldn't be comfortable drawing this kind of stuff and i would have to do it really slowly and come back and forth to it. I couldn't do it all in one go, like maybe some other artists do with some, you know, normal, nice, you know, superhero books or whatever. And yeah, so is is this artist just as tapped as Grant Morrison? Or was it like, you know... Just the payday. Okay, yeah, so, you know, oh, this is a chance to work with Grant Morrison, See, or... He's, he was on Batman um, with Grant Morrison. Okay. Um, at one point, I'm not sure whereabouts the run was but i know he was on batman i think it's in a lot of indie stuff as well but i don't know what he's like in terms of is he that level of madness i think grant morrison's in the league of his own to be honest he's gone yeah. yeah he's he's up at the very he's like he's gone but um well chris is confirming there that he he does love drawing the weird and violent um and he does it very well cool uh, so nice. again i i only know the name because i know he's done batman stuff um yeah yeah Oh, so we, we've got some quite big, inter- a big interpretation from Lee. Do we want to get through it? Let's have a look. Yeah, at the interpretation. let's do it. Uh, so his interpretation, the space stuff didn't happen. As we see in the last issue, he thinks, uh, Nameless breaks the circle, which results in his in him getting possessed by an ancient alien being. Uh, 
So space stuff is his battle and ultimate loss against the possession. Hospital slash Dr. Pata, him coming to terms with what he did. And Sophia with the veil is a realisation what's going to happen to him. Deep. That is deep, man. He's a clever boy. I mean, you know, but again, uh, maybe, maybe he just read everything that in the back of there, you know. But again, you know, I'm not trying to um, justify the fact that it was all cleared up in a lot of text. And it, it probably shouldn't have been. But it was some of that information is really cool to know where it's come from and why it is like it is. Um, I'm with Shane on this, though. Like, I feel like if you've got a comic book and you require like a companion piece... <laughs> Uh, you know to explain things it's like you just, haven't done your job right Go yeah back you haven't you it. haven't you know it's very black and white you just haven't done your job correctly if you need something you, to explain it you have both words and images to get your story across you know it's not a novel where you just have words you have images as well to help and if that doesn't get the job done then you're not a good writer slash artist team you know you didn't do your job yeah i agree yeah. no I think this, I was, because I was obviously, I'm saying with Phil, like the first three issues, I was quite enjoying it. I thought we were going to get mm. um, alien, but instead of aliens, we were going to get like demons. So that's why he was putting the sigils on them. And then slowly they were going to start getting taken yeah, over yeah. one by one. And who's been taken over? Did he do a sigil wrong? Like that sort of thing. Like, oh, maybe he's going to let them get possessed. Yeah. You know, I, I was waiting for this like space mystery to happen. But we, we, we just, kind of saw the result of them not being protected, didn't we? When that first guy, he, they, he wiped the symbol off his, off his helmet, didn't he? And then you kind of had that creature rip open space Did, yeah, didn't it, it rip open rip... the drone i thought it no came because from... if you look at it you see his claws grabbing the rip that's what that's what so i thought but then i was like space. oh it's the drone i yeah because i that was weird yeah so it kind of ripped itself from but then some people did have space. protection still and it still got them so what was the point of all that this is just adding to my confusion. I don't. This is not clearing anything up. I have no idea what's happening. What I will say, though, I, I, I quite liked the idea that, um, you know, if you want to go into the kind of spiritual kind of mythological kind of stuff, like I, I like the idea that, you know, whatever many thousands or millions of years ago they had this kind of war, what was the outsiders and um, somebody, I can't remember who the other, war, who the other combatant was. Of angels and demons, wasn't it? Yeah, but so I, I like the idea that you know one was left behind in this cell, and it was the it's the cause of like why humans do the things they do, and that thing being God. I, I quite like that. I think someone mentioned the comments earlier on, like Event Horizon, the yeah. movie, um, and I was getting fives from it too. Again, a bit more wacky, but get definitely get Event Horizon fives. That, that is about God and stuff as well, and I liked all that. But I just think at some point. And I don't know where I get lost. That's it. I got completely lost. Yeah. And some stuff was just a bit too mental for me. Yeah. Mm. I'm not yeah, a prude so... and I'm not against violence, yeah. but they're like this book makes me forgive a big chunk of saga. You know, like I would <laughs> wow. go back and I will read all the issues of saga rather than read this again. Right. <laughs> Uh, Highland G is saying he loves Grant Morrison, but even as a fan, he avoids the stuff where he goes full Grant Morrison. Uh, he enjoyed Invisibles with no extra reading needed there for me, uh, for him, but he has heard others who don't understand it either. Uh, and Lee is trying to clear up the sigils, I think. Uh, the sigils were a visual representation for Nameless, praying to whoever and whatever may be out there to help him fight the possession. Man, he... Uh, Liam, I think Liam understood this book more than us, to be honest. And, he's gone uh, full Morrison. Yeah. Liam's gone full he's Morrison. Gone full Grant Morrison. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what else to say. I um, This is a book, It, it like, when I finished it, I enjoyed it, and I was a bit uh, lost for words, and but it made me think, you know, and and that's what I enjoy. About a, about a book and a story like even though it made me think what the hell what, what is going on like, what was what did I just read but again it kind of there were parts where I, I was enjoying it I was excited uh, you know the thing about a horror book you can't 
you can't have jump scares. You know what I mean? So I think the best way for a horror book to go is to make people uncomfortable and confused and and it definitely did that. We definitely had quite a few pages, you know, we felt uncomfortable from page one, you know, and then it just it was just weird, confusing stuff throughout the book. And like for a horror perspective, I know I've not read many, but uh, I think it hasn't done badly in that perspective. Strangely, there were parts that I did enjoy. You know, some of the horror stuff. Whenever I understood Got another it. one. <laughs> Peter's also no, said he might sh- give this book a go. <laughs> we haven't done our job, Shane. <laughs> but the thing is, like, um, Grant Morrison, his imagination in general is quite out there. Even if it is, if he is tame, so some of the things he comes off with, like, I, I, you know. I can't even remember what I've written down here, but some of the some of the like the language throughout, he was just rambling, it was just like ramble, 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 and I have no yeah. idea what he was saying. He just he was just making up words and making up different. He got, he done it with Klaus as well by referring to different armies, whatever else. He just kind of says things that I was like, why is that even there? Like, why are you putting this in? I have no idea. And um, like, what was it like? It's just a thing. Elementary tractor physics. That's what we refer to a couple of times. That's something that they use. What's what's a track? What's tractor physics? Like tractor beams, like okay. to to drag the asteroid away. That's what I thought it was. So you you got a better interpretation than me, but I had no idea. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. I, I kind of this this chat hasn't cleared things up up for me, to be honest. Um, no, not one bit. I even have something to say in my head there, but completely forget what it is. Yes, I have it now. So tarot, tarot, T A R O T cards. Yeah, tarot cards. Yeah. I've never done that. I don't know what what they are, but they were showing some cards. Like, are they a thing where you have like pig Nazis receiving <laughs> um, no. oral sex with chained up naked? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is that a no. thing? So no, right. So the words they use on the tarot cards are things. But the images yeah. were completely made up for this story. Um, okay. I think I think it's just like you know, like how you get a deck of cards and you can get different card backs. You know, that kind of it's that kind of thing. You just like the the word is there, but the picture is just whatever it is, right? So, but again, I'm going to go back to that back section. It's okay. all explained there uh, what each card means and why they've drawn those particular pictures on them. Um, a lot of it was like nihilistic. Um, philosophical magical that kind of stuff um yeah like like i understood the the reasons for the words of the tarot cards but i yeah the the drawings on them i was like what is this <laughs> this is not a tarot card <laughs> yeah like you know? um we've discussed before i think what was um what was the dc book we read recently battle of kyle where we're talking yeah. about having have previous reading Mm. Or you know, additional reading to it. Um, it's similar to this one. You need to go and read some proper books about so you, different mythos. Yeah, you need and to stuff go and, and get a tarot reading. Yeah. Before <laughs> to understand before this. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do. It. What? <laughs> um, so uh, Chris is also saying he read Gideon Falls yesterday, and for a horror slash supernatural slash sci-fi thriller, it beats the living crap out of this book. Uh, it was scary and intriguing and shocking in ways this book never does. It's on my list, and you probably, with that comment, you probably bumped it up a few spaces at my list now. So yeah, and don't release really your review it, video before I do mine. <laughs> Maybe Chris can suggest it for the yeah, it's choice. Third choice, mate. Yeah, of course. Um, Shane, you've been a bit quiet. Is there anything you want to add? I'm just. Uh... <sighs> It was just an interesting idea, poorly executed for me. It just left me bored, and it's a shame because it started out. But it's again, it's probably my fault because it started out, and I expected something good. So it's my fault, you know. I should have gone. <laughs> I shouldn't expect good things from my comic books anymore. If I just go in flatline and just read yeah. it, and then I won't be disappointed at the end. I mean, is this just Klaus all over again? Like, are we all, as, as a group here now, just Grant Morrison out? I mean, no, yeah, Klaus hurt I my am. feelings. This this just... I'm indifferent to this book. I won't, won't read any more yeah. if it ever comes back. I think that's it, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't but I think... would read more Klaus. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, it didn't get a second volume. I don't think it ever will. I can't see there's a, a a huge demand for this. And one of the things I always kind of think about when reading books for the nerd herd is like, would you recommend this book? And I'd be like, well, if you're into that kind of um, level of sickness, that le- you know, that level of madness, fill your boots. Yeah, but like you're not going to recommend this to most people. Like no. you know, you're you're. Yeah. It's a small niche market, really. There is a comic for absolutely everyone. It doesn't have to be superheroes and all this. So yeah, yeah but you know, it it shows that you know you two didn't quite enjoy this as much as I did, and there's been quite a few people in the chat saying they don't want to read it. But then Andy and Pete have said that they might give it a go. So there is. It does have some appeal. In it and. I'm glad I I'm I'm glad I've bought it. I'm glad I do have the physical copy of it. It like easier to burn, isn't it? <laughs> do you think do you think Shane, he, he, Scott has to be kind of like why oh, like this book because he because he owns <laughs> because it. Got, well, I no, spent like, money on this hey, and I have like it. You know, I own Doctor Strange, Strange Origins. All right, I'm not happy about that. And you've still got it. You've kept that. Yeah, I've still got it. I've kept it. Why not? But <laughs> I am ha- like I enjoyed this more than Doctor Strange. I even I enjoyed this more than a lot of books that we read over the nerdhood. And to be fair, I enjoyed it more than Doctor Strange too. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a low bar you're setting there. Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think you know, indifferent maybe the collective word for this whole group, everyone watching here as well, maybe the word to use for this story. It's a shame. It had potential. I just love the cover. Literally, that's that's what drew me to it. I was like, the cover, that looks sick. I love sci-fi. I love yeah. space stuff. I was like, I'm in. And then I read the back and I was like, mm, okay, cool. And then I saw horror down the bottom and I was like, mm, okay, cool. Um, and then I read it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it. To be fair, the cover looks great. The, the, the premise sounds good. I'd be with you. I would. I would. Yeah. Be, I would want to read this book, and I think uh, someone mentioned in the comments there. The first few issues promised a really good story, then it kind mm. of fell apart, and it had potential. It just went a bit too much. Yeah, and it did lose. And that's the thing. Obviously, you, you, you're into it, and Andy and and Pete want to get into it, but it's gonna go. It's fifty fifty. You're gonna either go with it and enjoy it, yeah. or just completely fall off. I think yeah. that's what's happened here. Um. Originally, this wasn't going to be called Nameless. Just going into fun facts now. Um, this was actually supposed to be called um, Zibalba after the uh, after the asteroid that was coming to Earth, wasn't it? But um, I can't imagine. I, th- I think the word... people know how to spell yeah. it to search for it. <laughs> yes, and I don't even know how to yeah. say it. Is that is that, is that the, pre- the correct pronunciation? Yeah, if if it starts Zibalba. with an X, it's it's pronounced like a Z, isn't it? Okay. Either be right. Zibalba or Zibalba. Whichever, <laughs> but yeah. Um, if you guys don't have anything else to say, do you want to go on to thoughts and scores? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys. You know the score. If you've read the book, then do give us your score, and we'll add that onto our score as well. We do have one from Connie already because she went a little bit earlier, uh, so I've added that on. Um, but. Shane, would you like to kick us off, please? So, usually you guys, like, change my scores. Like, my mind changes throughout, but I'm keeping my score for this, I'm afraid. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I I finished reading it, and I was like, well, uh, (laughs) there's like, what do you say when you read a book like this, when you finish? What is the first thing that comes into your head? You're like, What? why and how you know like it makes so this was pitched to them and then they had to send pages off to like get approved and stuff and someone was just like yep that's fine yep that's fine no like how does that even happen it could have been good because the premise is really good the idea is there it was just really poorly executed the art is okay for me i'm not a massive fan of this style some of the pages gorgeous yeah there was one page with the main character it's like just a front face on of him and he's got like his shirt is open it was like a really nice really nice picture but for the most part the faces are not great and when they get to the asteroid 
I feel like there was a little bit of miscommunication between the artist and the writer because everyone's like, oh, wow, look at this. It's an alien civilization. And then you see the page and it's just an empty cavern. <laughs> so, there was oh, nothing in there. Um, but overall, I really didn't enjoy this. I finished it and I was glad that I finished it. I did not want to read any more. If I wasn't reading it for this, I would have stopped uh, probably yeah. at issue four. So for me, this mm. is the lowest of, I could possibly give it. And that's a two. Well, all right. That's not as low as I expected you to go. I it was gets, hoping maybe the like art, a four give, or the five. The art saved it. Wow. You thought I was going to... You, <laughs> you thought art, I was going art, a five. Art bless. <laughs> bless is cotton just, sock. Just being hopeful, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, Phil. The same as Shane said, it started off really well. The first two or three issues, even though there's some bits you can kind of, you know, you know, see past uh, whatever, and you're expecting a good story, and then it just it lost me completely. I couldn't get into it, and that issue four, I was going to read on anyway. I don't like not completing the book, but I could have easily stopped then and, and not never looked back at it after after, after issue four. Um, but strange, I did enjoy parts of it to the point where I'm I'm going to score it higher than Shane, but it's limited, like really limited. Like I can't go any more. Um, art I thought was really good. Um, I enjoyed it throughout. Again, I, I got vibes of Lock and Key style art as with the faces, which I quite enjoyed. I like the darkness of the book. You know, that's where he's floating through space. We can see the background, kind of the ships or the rocks, or whatever. It was all quite cool. And then obviously the, the the grotesque stuff, you know, even though it's grotesque, you know, there's a there's a scene where they're falling on the asteroid and like a, a face splits in half and the brains are popping out and it's, it's not nice to look at, but it's you know you can it's appreciate well. it. I think yeah, yeah, it's yeah. done well, and I like all that. Um, I said before, I'm Grant Morrison died. I don't want to read Grant Morrison anymore for a while. This is this, I've had my fill of Grant Morrison um, midway throughout this book, to be honest. Uh, God, like it, it should have been better than what it was. I think um, it really should have been better. I'm gonna give it a four because I did enjoy it more than Doctor Strange: Strange Origins. <laughs> but I said in our group chat too, I was gonna give it an okay score after the first three issues. I was sitting on a six, and around six, six point five. Mm. And after four issues, four and five, I was like, nope, it's all right. It's a four. Okay, um, so, that, so that's far... the line there. So I should say. Crisp for my shells to set. Whenever they're coming down, splitting off the ground, it's hallelujah, it's raining men. Yeah, <laughs> I was just had the song in my head and stuff reading that. It was fun. <laughs> okay, so we we've only had oh, just have another score in as well. Uh, do something. Okay, so we had uh, a five from Connie earlier on, uh, and Blue Sonic Martin has just sent it, uh, sent us this. I was looking forward to reading this, and I was prepared to be confused, but I came out the other side more confused and lost than expected. Uh, it had promise, but didn't deliver. It's a four from me. And then Liam has also joined in. I enjoyed it. Six out of ten. <laughs> nice, nice and simple. <laughs> um, so, what, what have I got to say? Um, you know I enjoyed it more than you guys. I am going to score it more than you guys. Um, this was my first... I want to say this was really my first Grant Morrison book. You know, like, we've had Klaus, but I feel like that was watered down Grant Morrison. And people have been saying this is full Grant Morrison. And I'm glad I have finally read a full Grant Morrison. I don't think I'll make a regular occurrence of it. Um, but this this book was just, you know, a cryptic barrel of mentalness. And I feel like it's, you know maybe got a slight thing of a Christopher Nolan movie sometimes where you may have to go and watch it again um, so now that I know all this stuff, now that I've learned what happens if I read it again, maybe I'll enjoy it more, maybe I'll get more out of it um, yeah, and like Phil said earlier the art is 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 alright, you know, I, I do enjoy the art of Lock and Key so it's, you know that didn't bother me but, you know, there were some pages that made me feel uncomfortable but then again, what does a horror comic do if it can't make you scare, uh, jump, or be or scream or something, you know. So, yeah, I'm. I enjoyed it. I was confused, but I think 
I was supposed to be confused. Uh, so I think for me, um, I'm going to match with Liam. I'm going to go for a six as well. That's, yeah, that's going to be my score. And we've got one more score as well from Chris. He says it's a five for me. Uh, that is just for Burnham and not for any text at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not even the title of the book. No text. Yeah, yeah. That text sucked. Surely even the title wasn't meant to be the title. They couldn't even settle on the, the title. No, Zibalba. They changed their, changed their mind. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've got the scores. So we've had um, a four, two fives, and a six from the audience. And that gives you a bang on average of five out of ten. And then we uh, add that onto Shane's two, Phil's four, and my six. Uh, this gives us uh, an average of four out of ten altogether. So let's go ahead and see if that comes up on our top ten. <laughs> oh, what a surprise it doesn't. Uh, top ten. Th- our last place top ten at the moment is Klaus, the life and times of Santa Claus. So that does mean it goes on to our extra leaderboard, Ooh. and it is now our worst rated book. Unlucky um, thirteen. I was going to say thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's so it's just it's just coming underneath bite sized by a full point. But there we go. I think that's uh, rightful place. But I'm disappointed in the story. I think I, I wish it had been better for me. I'm glad that Scott also he picked it and he, he owns it, so I'm glad he's he's mm. happy with that. But I wish I had have enjoyed it more. It's just I went too it's went too far. Had that last issue just cleared everything up and made it a little more coherent and a little more clear, I would have scored it higher. But because it just left you with a what the heck has gone on in these six issues just wasn't clear enough and i don't want to have to read half a dozen pages of his autobiography to find out what the story was about and the <laughs> fact that we've been discussing this for an hour we still don't understand what happened the mission <laughs> or the room like we don't know it's just it's just it's we, too, it's I think we've all interpreted it differently yeah i think room that is my opinion like the mission didn't happen yeah, I think the that's what I think too. But I just I prefer if, I thought, if it was the mission, you know. I I would have liked it if it was just the room had, but then they stopped with the space stuff. But then they went back to it, so it's like, well, yeah. why? If you're saying the room's real, why go back to the space stuff? You should have stopped it there. Yeah, it's just so confusing, and it's a shame. Yeah. But just let you guys know, there is an affiliate link down below. So if you fancy this book, <laughs> click on the link and buy the book and give it a good read. <laughs> That's so mean, <laughs> Phil. I would never do that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, we'll end it there. Like Chris has said, now let's not start this debate again, lads. Um, so yeah, let's just stop it there. It's got its score. It's done. We've read Nameless. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining. Um, Shane, do you have anything coming up on your channel? Any quiz related uh, no, things? But- the quiz is still live. The um, viewer competition is still live for a week. So if you watch Dawn of Comics Quiz Night, the latest one, what is that, 14? 15? 14, yeah. 14. <laughs> 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 There's a viewer competition that's still live until next Friday. So you can watch it and enter the competition for a win- for a prize. Extra prize this Great. time as well. Nice. Uh, Phil, do you want to lie to us again? <laughs> <laughs> Promise us something, Phil. Promise us something. <laughs> it's 2022. New year, new me. Can you believe it? Oh, I have four videos recorded. I've taken advice from my good friend Chris. I've recorded all four videos in one night. I'm going to edit Did them at some point. you change your shirt? Oh, yeah. I changed my shirt and my jumpers, yes. I'm going to edit them <laughs> at some point. They'll come out some point, one a week for the next few weeks. I'll get to it. That's recorded. We're halfway there. So don't worry. Awesome. 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 Uh, for me, I've got nothing immediate coming up, but we are working on... Some little bits for Comic Airwaves coming back at the end of this month. And I have been valuing some more comics for the auctions as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that coming out soon. Uh, but that is it from us. So I will go ahead and show you what we've got coming up next week. So yes. here it is. Take a look.
There we go. Philip's pick. If ever we needed a palate cleanser, this is it. This is the perfect <laughs> palate cleanser. I'm so excited oh. for this. So much fun. Can't wait. Really looking forward to it. I mean, your hype is making me look forward to this. Oh, I'll, I'll be quiet. I don't want to set the bar too high. <laughs> uh, those listening on the podcast, can you tell them what it is? Yes. So we are going to be reading Cosmic Ghost Rider from Marvel Comics. Uh, uh, Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Yeah, Donny Cates has written it. So do join us next week for that. And we can't wait. Uh, it's now public on our channel, so you can go ahead and set the reminder if you want to catch us on the live show. Um so that is it from us. So just the last thing to do now is to uh, go ahead and get that little New Year wave out. See you, everyone. Bye. Lovely to see you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>